right. So it's that awkward part at the start of the show when me and Kim just look at each other and go, oh. Who's going to start? One of us has to speak now. It's the stare-off competition that happens in every show. Every single show. It's a tense start. We like to put ourselves on the spot. It wouldn't be a show if we didn't have a stare-off. Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) It's the traditional way to start. So, today, we're here with Ross. Yay! Hello, everyone. (laughs) How are you, Ross? I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Very good. Yeah. I'm glad. Absolutely fantastic. September evening. It is. Chill's coming in, though. Yeah, Yeah. I know. It's already September. Summer's over, folks. I put on my electric heater last night. Oh, no. That's, that's the, the start of the end. Also, woke up this morning and there was condensation on the window. Oh, that's oh, no. it. Yeah, that's we don't it. have good windows, but you know, that's how it's I know it's coming. There. See, <laughs> I've got the point five. Basically, I have a window and then like another window, and it kind of does double glazing. But see, for like oh, the right. entire summer, I had one of those windows open, but now mm. finally last night we closed both. Oh, oh my really? I have wow. refused to close all the windows in our house. So our bedroom and our living room windows are always open and will stay open probably until. At least October. I don't know. I'm going to try. I think and you can do it. Hold on. Just yeah. hold on. <laughs> I need the fresh air. <laughs> yeah, it gets very stuffy, doesn't it? It's just not right. Life's hard. September <laughs> colds. That's coming as well. We're all going to get September colds. Yeah. Oh, but this is my favourite time of the year. I love autumn. I love I do going too. into. It. I get so excited. Is it I really? It. Is it? Do you think that because? Summer started, it seemed to start later here, like all the trees and everything were blooming later. Uh, we might get a longer green period and the, it might not be autumn properly for like maybe a month or see, so. See, I was wondering start. that the same because I'm trying to book a holiday to the Highlands where I will see nice colours, right? And it's really hard to time it <laughs> because yeah. autumn's never the same time of year. Yep. And if you go to some parts those trees will lose their leaves in a, in a week Aye, and then right. it's gone and you've missed it. So I'm like, right, so you <laughs> can't time a, it. You can't do a spontaneous trip? Well, just we're like going decide. anyway, right? <laughs> but, well, yeah, I could do that actually. Well, no, work, work makes it difficult, you see. It's true. But, um, what was I saying? Highlands. Highlands. So, yeah, I've, I'm just going to have to risk it and hope for the best. But I've been wondering the same thing. About whether we'll get a late autumn, like a late colouring. And then I thought, well, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe if you've had a warm summer, the leaves turn brown quicker. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Get crispier. It's like browning. It's like browning an onion. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's just <laughs> like that. Just like cooking. <laughs> Although our summer, I mean, summer still is happening everywhere else in Europe. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't matter. True. My yeah, parents keep telling matter. me every, like, three days, they keep saying, oh, do you have great weather as well right now in, in Glasgow? Isn't it so nice and, and hot and sunny? I'm like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. not. Why do you keep saying it? <laughs> Compared to last year, it probably is so, isn't it? Oh, I can't yeah. remember what this well, was the like thing last is, year. The thing is, because we had all that nice summer, it was amazing, and it completely uh-huh. changed my outlook on life for those yeah. seven weeks. <laughs> yeah. But now that it's gone... I just act like it never happened. And I feel yeah. we're all just back yeah. to the we're back so into it, the it depression. Never, it was never sure. sunny. There was never sunny. But <laughs> I would quite like it if we had the the proper snowy winter that we had every year and a nice summer every year. Wouldn't that be great? It would be. And you knew it was coming and knew you were going to have snow at the, even if it's at the wrong time of year. Even if it's in March. We'll take it. Mm. I'd like it at Christmas. But if it's in March... Although it did snow at Christmas. Just a light dusting. A light dusting. I remember that. Yeah. Very um, lucky. 
yeah, I could definitely go for some more snow. The, the thing I, someone told to me that I think is quite sadly true is that we are the perfect generation because uh, we're just at the peak of global warming. Yeah. Where we get really <laughs> class summers. Our summers yeah, yeah. are just really, really nice, yep. really warm summers. In about 10 or 15 years, it'll be apocalyptic hell. Yeah. But right now, perfect. Loving Love it. it. <laughs> yeah. And we can talk about, in our apocalyptic world, we can talk about those summers we had and how yeah. great they were. Reminisce together. And how we had, we saw the changing of the season. Because I remember we used to get snow in December. Uh-huh. And now it's March. And that's global warming. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? In it. It is. In it. Now, everyone who's listening today, Ross is our film guy. Hello. Right. I'm like a cooler Mark Kermode. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so he's going to talk about like films and films in Glasgow, and we can have discussions about films, which will be fun. But before that happens, how about we play a song? We are going to play a song. Kim's going to press a button. I'm going to press song. a button and play a song. And the song is called The Girl Who Done No Wrong. Ooh. Ooh, intrigue. That's me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's from Red Hearted Vibrations. We're speaking with them in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. We love them. Yeah. And play some songs for us. And it's a really uh, good name, that. It is. What do you think of the name, Ross? What was the name again? Red Hearted Vibrations. I like that. Mm. I do it's like quite that. long. It it's fun. long to write down, but, if but you, it's you can abbreviate it. Could what? you say RHV? RHV. See, that's not catchy. That's the official abbreviation i think it's not very catchy though you could say it like R-H-V. a word roof sounds like H-M-V. roof <laughs> oh yeah it does H-M-V. R-H-V. which one uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. anyway uh so we're gonna play this song for you it's started yay oh it started
What'd you think? Liked it. Nice yeah. song. Yeah. It's cool. They're coming on two weeks. Well, t- in two weeks, tell them that Ross said they were great. <laughs> Ross the film guy. <laughs> <laughs> just put that as a question. So Ross yeah. said you guys were great. What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'd be quite good. Yep. Quite enjoy that. <laughs> um, so, Ross Miggis. Ross Menzies. Menzies. What, what do you prefer? I would typically go by Menzies and tell people Menzies, but okay. it is Mingus, and I'll also answer to Mingus. Why um, did you get bullied for Mingus? Where does one of the... So basically... Oh, Kim's not <laughs> Scottish. She doesn't understand. So basically, my last name is spelled M-E-N-Z-I-E-S, and traditionally yep. that's supposed to be pronounced Mingus. And I think the reason is it's okay. because the, the Z is actually like an anglicised version of like a sound. Okay, yep. I think it originally comes from the Norwegian or the... I couldn't yep. quite tell you where the it comes from. It's supposed to be Mingus, and that okay. pronunciation is lived on. Um, so, but growing up, I kind of just used the two interchangeably. That's what my dad, where, yeah. where yeah. I got the name from. Oh, really? Your same. dad gave you that name, um, <laughs> But when I graduated, um, the guy that was reading out the names clearly thought he was doing me a solid. And was like, oh, I know how you properly say this guy's name. So yeah. it's like, Ross Mingus. But because I just go by Menzies for the most part, there was like a proper, like, stink of like whoa whoa people he said his name wrong and then everyone came up to me after oh they messed your name up man I'm, oh that's so annoying are you gonna sucks, complain man. yeah like, oh, that sucks it's sexy uh, and i was just like i mean technically you say my name wrong yeah but i've said it's okay but so it's all right. yeah i give you i give you permission uh, it's fine don't worry about it i'm good man. um but anyway, yes, so you were, you were addressing me. I don't know why. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I think I was just going to ask you, um, what is the last film you saw, what, basically? What have, I been on at, what have I been seeing at the movies? Yeah, like what, what's, what's interesting that's around right now? What yeah. should we How see? How often do you actually go... Here's a question. How often do you actually go to the cinema? This is like going on Netflix or... Well, I really like going to the movies because I have no attention span. None. Okay. Okay. And when I'm at home, putting on like a movie Mm. is like the farthest thing from my mind. Like I can't conceive of myself sitting and doing the one thing for the full hour and like a full hour and a half. God forbid it's a two hour film. God forbid it's two Two and a half. half. Lord of the Rings. Oh no. I've never seen the extended Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's so good. Oh, guys, you need to come around. I would like to. to I would love to. We're doing a marathon night. Yes. We need to do it soon. Let's do it. You're invited. Yeah, I, I typically shy away from extended versions of films because, again, I'm just not got the attention span. But I would definitely do Lord of the Rings. But anyway, yeah, so so I really like going to the movies to watch mm-hmm. films. Saying that, I would maybe see like one or two a month mm-hmm. until now because oh. I don't want to turn this into a paid sponsorship. But I have an unlimited card. <laughs> um, I can go to the big cine world. Uh, I can see I a bunch see. of stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw a bunch. I mean, the reason I'm here is I saw a bunch of films at once and told them all to Barry. So she was like, come on the show. Yeah. It's like, okay. And get a phone guy um, Tell us about it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I tend to just watch more TV. And it's stupid because I will sit at home and watch an entire series of television. Yeah, but a series nine you hours. can stop, can't you? Go, oh, that bit's half an hour. That's well, 45 minutes. I think it's also more about the idea that it's just, I don't know, it keeps coming. It's like, oh, it's just, yeah, you're just one more episode. 
you know, you're not sitting there going, oh, I have to sit here for three hours yeah. or two hours watching a movie. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's only half an hour. Even though yeah. you're probably going to sit there. But yeah, it's only five <laughs> blocks of half an hour. It's only yeah, ten. Yeah. Your brain's tricking you for some reason. Oh. Um, but, and, the same, and, and beyond that, when I do watch a movie at home or hanging out, it just makes me so, so sleepy. Mm. God, yeah. I, I need to be sat upright. Yeah. It needs to be, it can't be, any, if I'm putting a movie on after 10 o'clock, it's not happening. No. It's no. not happening, I'm out. <laughs> um, but then one of my favourite things to do, right, is to put a film on and just quietly fall asleep to it. Oh. There's something nice about that. I can't explain it. No, I, I totally agree. And my boyfriend gets really annoyed at me. I don't do it with... And I'm like, I don't mean it. I'm trying to stay awake. But I, I suppose that's what dying feels like. <laughs> and it, like sleep's pulling me in and I'm just going, yeah, you know, um, what? You know what? That sounds nice. The welcome that embrace. Like, yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> it's you a very what? deep sleep. It is. <laughs> Pulling me down. I mostly do that with Frasier. If I, could, I always oh. like Fawcett to like sitcoms and Frasier. Yeah. But there's something, there's something that I feel like as a generation now that we've embraced like Netflix and streaming mm. is that I miss falling asleep watching a film and then waking up to the DVD titles. Yeah. Like, I need to turn these DVD titles yeah. off. They're really annoying. Okay. Yeah, and then not doing that. it. And then just having to deal with it for oh, hours. I, I remember when I was ill, when I was wee, if I ever got sick, I would always go to bed and I'd put Finding Nemo on, right? I don't know why. On DVD, on my PlayStation. <laughs> so I used to put it on. And it was always Dory, like, swimming about the... She was the DVD title. Uh-huh. And she'd be, like, swimming about and she'd say... I can't remember what she said now. I probably would if you put it on. But she said the same things. It was, like, three phrases in a row. And she just keeps saying it. And that's what I'd wake up to, her swimming about, saying the same three things. <laughs> Wow. But it was over the other side of the room. I was like, I can't be bothered. You don't <laughs> feel like it. a goldfish, like waking up and yeah, and yeah. The same and thing seeing again. a fish. Yeah, you experience <laughs> life the same way. It's exactly. An art piece. Good times. Good I times. find the annoying thing now though is that on most ways that you would watch videos or like we have Plex, which takes the files off our computer, and you it auto plays the next episode if you're watching like a season of something. So it'll go, oh, next episode starting in ten seconds, mm-hmm. like Netflix does, which is great. Um, on Netflix at least it stops at some point and then goes do you want to keep watching it on this it doesn't stop so we once were like we're watching a series we fall asleep wake up like two hours later we're in like season seven and we were on season two and we're like what's going on no No! don't spoil anything you have to like try and stop watching while you're trying to turn it off and then you have to try and figure out how far back you were oh god god isn't life so hard in these it really is these algorithms YouTube has now done away with it keep watching a couple seconds mm. just oh, fires it? right into the new video really yeah. well oh, i mean yeah. i think it's different on a browser but if you're on through like a ps4 or through like uh-huh. whatever you watch your media on it just fires straight into facebook the next video. does that as well now doesn't it you if you click on a video to watch it the next one just comes up yeah. and the next does one comes it? up these evil the algorithms are yeah. pulling you in crazy <laughs> we're not talking about films I'm just going to rant about algorithms <laughs> but Fair yeah enough. I, I can I talk about some of the stuff I saw I mean uh-huh. I don't know I don't know how, how much you guys have seen the three films I saw in the last little while I'll, mm-hmm. I'll chat to them and if you guys have seen them then we can all chat hooray I saw The Incredibles 2 okay uh-huh. saw, desperate to see that not uh, seen Black it Black Klansman right and I saw Mission Impossible 6 ooh okay. there's six of them now <laughs> yes. where do you want me to start impossible <sighs> not impossible <laughs> 
not a film. I got Mission Impossible and The Incredibles confused. Yeah. And said Impossible. I mean Incredibles. <laughs> okay. The, the, yeah. So I saw the I saw the Incredibles too. Um. So that's the sequel to what 2004 of the original Incredibles came oh out my god that's which is such crazy. a long time yeah. and it's actually such a long time for Pixar to do a sequel because I mean mm. there was a time when Pixar sort of you know they'd done Toy Story 2 mm-hmm. and then they kind of implied they were kind of shying away from sequels for a bit yeah you know did they do Shrek no, no they didn't no, do Shrek that's Dreamworks that was Dreamworks because yeah. they come out yeah after. they come out because they they did Cars and then Cars 2 was the oh well yeah, Cars 2 was the second of the sequel. They did Toy Story uh-huh. 2 and then yeah. Cars 2, and that was it. And then basically, they've now done lots and lots of sequels, spin offs. They've done Finding Dory, they've yeah. done Monsters yeah. University, they've done three Cars films. There's still allegedly a Toy Story 4 happening, which I'm not too hot on. Is that is since that? the Disney merger, though? That's kind since, of more well, since the. Yeah, that is definitely since the Disney merger. I think yeah. Cars and Cars 2 was right on the cusp of the yeah. Disney merger. But the entire oh. last 14 years, what really people have been crying for is saying, I don't want Cars 2 or 3, I want yeah. The Incredibles 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Brad Bird directed that, and he's still back for this one. And I think he basically said in an interview, look, I'm back now because I didn't have an idea for it until now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted to leave it until it was right, uh, and wanted to know that he had the right idea. Mm-hmm. And then finally, last couple of years... But that's... I'm just so glad he did that, because... It was so good, the first one. Oh, yeah. There was nothing wrong with that film. Do you know what I mean? It's so good. Yeah, no, the the, the first... I mean, I went back and watched it back in the mood. Yeah. It really is a tremendous film. Yeah. It's so funny. (laughs) Oh, no, it really is. That woman. She's great. What's her name? Uh, Edna. Edna. Edna Mode. Played by the director, Brad Bird. Oh, is it actually? Yeah, yeah. Ah. They were apparently interviewing four people to do it and then the director was like no it should sound more like this and then did it and then whoever was recording it was like yeah how about you just do it <laughs> which apparently happens quite home. a lot in Pixar like oh, the one yeah. thing uh, I know that you know when they do hire they do like to do as much as they can inside they'll mm. obviously hire it for other actors but the scrawny guy in Ratatouille the mm-hmm. ginger guy the main yeah, guy yeah. he was just like uh, one of the production assistants or the, one of the production team who again was just filling in and doing the voices yeah. in the animatics before they actually got the actors in. Uh-huh. And apparently okay, did yeah. just such a good job of it. They were like, yeah, just, just be it. <laughs> I just love Ratatouille it. as well. That's amazing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So Incredibles 2 has come out. Uh, and I mean, I'll try not... You guys haven't seen no, it, have you? No, well, I'm very won't, excited to see it. I won't, and for the dear listeners at home, <laughs> I won't get too much into spoilers or, or heavy plot Good. details, but <laughs> it does pick up right back after the original Incredibles. Yeah, I've heard it's off. like the next day. Yeah, like I mean... immediately after. It, it's, yeah. it's basically right after, and it follows essentially the return of superheroes to the limelight. Uh, and the, the Parr family are sort of welcomed by uh, a gentleman called Mr. Dever, who hopes to help them bring the superhero uh, sort of life back, because mm-hmm. the backstory of The Incredibles is that superheroes are sort mm-hmm. of illegal or banned because of reckless endangerment and public nuisance and things like that. Yeah. But they realise that the best way in this sort of media-focused age is to use Mrs. Incredible. She's the way that we're going to market superheroes mm-hmm. to back to the world and about how important they are. Uh-huh. So it really does, it kicks right off back with the, with the show is and, and it really does such a good job of landing you right back into the world, 
Michael Giacchino does the music, so the Incredibles mm. theme kicks uh-huh. right back. Yeah. All the voice cast are back, with the exception of the young actor who played the boy, Dash, in the original. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Would obviously be a grown Can't man be. now. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the same voice cast with the exception of a new young boy for Dash. Does it sound similar? It sounds the same. I don't does know. it it's, really? Yeah, I mean, it's I, I haven't listened to them side by side. So yeah, you wouldn't yeah. remember. It's would a you? convincing yeah. enough, excited boy voice okay um but it's great for helen hunt who plays uh elastigirl uh-huh. this is mm-hmm. incredible yeah. it, it really is her movie and oh, that's it, good yeah and, and it brings back the sort of big world of side characters you've got edna Moge, you've got mm-hmm. samuel jackson as frozone yeah uh-huh. you've got uh rick dicker who was the men in black kind of guy that would operate the superheroes for them he's the guy oh, yeah. Suited. Oh, yeah right yeah 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 um, new <laughs> it's characters. Coming back to me yeah, no, I mean it's 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 a really fun film and it's really action packed. But the the story is really the story is really engaging, and that was the one thing that Brad Bird said he would come back if it was a good story. It's what I like is that it feels almost like episode two of The Incredibles. It's mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. a sequel. It doesn't go to such insane or, or, or rapidly different places. It carries on the characters. It carries on. They're this family. They, they, there's the tension between them trying to be a normal family and, and mm. being superheroes. Mm-hmm. It carries on the stories of the teenagers. You know, Violet was very shy, but mm-hmm. as she embraces her power, she finds that she's getting the boy that she likes to like her back uh, more. So okay, even yeah. subplots like that from the original carry right on into the second episode, so that to speak. That is good, yeah. Dash is trying his best to act normal, but really just can't contain his fun, <laughs> boisterous runaround thing. And of course, little Jack-Jack, the baby yeah. has these powers and we learn more about that and and the family deal with having a super powered baby mm-hmm. um <laughs> and a lot of the a lot of this you know the sort of b plot is about what's wrong with jack jack what can he do yeah okay um so it's it comes together perfectly it just really is so nice to be back in the world and i really don't have much bad to say about it uh-huh. because um when they do introduce a new element or a new thing, it just sort of works seamlessly in. Like, there are a few new characters. Um, Bob, Bob Odenkirk, who plays, like, Saul mm-hmm. in Breaking Bad and Saul yeah, again yeah. in Better Call Saul. He's this extra ally, William Dever, who's, you know, this very eager and very helpful guy who there may or may not be more to. Um, and Catherine Keener is his sister who's she's in a lot of indie films she's been in loads of movies for the last like 20 years she's mm-hmm. if you, she's one of those actresses if you saw her picture you'd, you'd totally recognise yeah. who she is yeah, yeah. And she's great so it's really nice to see her in a Pixar film mm-hmm. um, so yeah no, The Incredibles 2 is, is for me really worth the time uh-huh. it's the perfect sequel in that it by not trying to overtake the original the, yeah. it cements itself as its own mm-hmm. thing ah that's good it feels like a distinct superhero story it would be very easy to watch if you hadn't seen the original uh-huh. yeah. if you're going and expecting something radically different you'll probably be disappointed it's very much building off of the success of the original but I think because they've waited for so long that feels earned yeah yeah. Uh, but do you think it's maybe only worked because you've waited so long I, th- I, th- I definitely think that's yeah. true because if they'd done it straight after probably would have just felt like yeah there's a risk like of Shrek kinda, like I loved the first Shrek the second Shrek's decent but then after that See, you're think, just like yeah Shrek 3 and 4 whatever but I actually I really like Shrek 2 yeah Shrek 2 Shrek 1 and 2 to the same to be fair I power. say this I was having this conversation with Kim quite recently yeah. and I was like Shrek 2 is alright and then we actually went through it and I'm like no actually Shrek 2 is great 
Like yeah. all those bits that I thought were a Shrek one are actually Shrek. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. And I can't even tell you what is Shrek three or four or however. Yeah. Many are. I don't even like. I know after that point, it just appears. becomes a little bit convoluted. Yeah. And I have no idea what to play. Yeah, but Shrek. I worry that maybe that's what it maybe would have been like if yeah. it was straight after. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. But and I think any other any other you know. Toy Story 1, 2, 3, that was a perfect little trilogy. Now yeah, that I, uh-huh. I do not want them to make any more of those, there seems to be rumblings and th- th- it's allegedly in production, but oh, ugh, I really don't want it to. Yeah. Um, the Incredibles, however, I would take a third movie next year. Really? Like, I really would. I, because, because, <laughs> because it's a superhero thing, it can kind of get away with yeah. Doing more episodes, furthering the story of the family. It, it kind of is in this perfect place where the family can grow, they can mm. change, we can see more about like Violet and Dash, the, the yeah. teenager and the young boy, and baby Jack-Jack as they grow up. There's definitely more Aww. you can tell in, in the yeah. story. But um, I think sometimes it's good to almost like cut off something at the point at which it's really, really good. That's yeah. definitely well, true. Because ahead, there's it, like, yeah. t- like, way too many films fall into the trap of like, oh, we'll just do another one then. Yeah. And then oh, it just becomes gratuitous. And then there's all these gratuitous, it's yeah. always like, oh, look, as soon as you see the first famous person in the film, all the music swells in and you're just like, I mean, really? Like, you're just pandering now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're doing yeah. this again. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's the interesting thing about Pixar is for the longest time they they still are a hugely talented bunch, but for the longest yeah. time they had this really curated bunch of films that mm-hmm. were really like untouchable. And then it kinda people the Cars films are honestly alright. I've seen the first one, I haven't seen two or three, so I haven't I've ever seen, seen either. I think I've probably seen bits, but, but not a full one. Do you know what I mean? Ultimately like they're way more like they're kids' movies. Yeah. They yeah. kind of are laser focused on that audience a little bit more than mm, even than say, but maybe that's just more because it's harder to empathize with a car. Yeah, than it is a bug. You're right. Um, yeah. Well, oh. I don't know, but that to me that's like Pixar makes you empathize yeah. with things you normally wouldn't. So if anyone like they should have the skill really to be able to go in and say, okay, I'm going to take this subject matter, I'm going to take a car, and I'm going to make it interesting. Yeah, oh I for mean, sure. It's it's tough, but then. They, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they could have def- done <laughs> <laughs> They could definitely do that. Um, but some of their other sequels and prequels have kind of been hit or miss. Finding Dory, I don't know what you guys, if you uh, saw it. I, I thought it was great. It. I, I did actually I like loved it. it. But I just love the characters. Yeah. I just want to see more of her. That's it. I, I wasn't mean, really yeah. interested in anything else. Yeah. I well, just want to see Dory. Finding no, Dory, I, I actually got to saw, I used to work for a cinema, so I would, Usher the film, so I actually Amazing. saw Finding Dory quite a lot, and honestly, for a film I saw maybe twelve times, I still quite enjoy it. It's yeah, like, that's yeah. a good sign. And, and <laughs> I, well, Finding Dory, it was very slight. It was they kind of mm-hmm. Pixar now in this pattern for the last couple of years, where they're releasing two films a year. You okay. know, they had their big movie, and then they maybe had like a smaller one. So Finding Dory was actually one of their smaller ones. Oh really? And the good, okay. you know, the good dinosaur. I don't know if you even oh, saw yeah. that. Oh yeah, never saw it. That was yeah. one of theirs. That was nice. That was nice, but come, that yeah. was one that I saw over fifteen times. Okay. That yeah. did not hold up. No, no. <laughs> for me, but I again, wouldn't expect it to. <laughs> yeah, no one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk too much about the good dinosaur because I feel like yeah, seeing it over twelve times. I have to hold my hands up and say that's the situation. Yep. <laughs> so you have, yeah. Maker. <laughs> you have to take uh, ever that into account before after anything else I say. Yeah. But um, one I did like was Monsters University. I really loved Monsters University. Yeah. I've seen that. It was good. Um, I don't no, think I it was as Monsters good as the Monsters. No, Inc. I mean maybe not, but it, it was different enough 
and it focused yeah, it on Mike rather than Sully, a mm-hmm. uh, little green guy. And then it kind of had a moral message where I actually really liked, which was at a time when like the movie Turbo about the snail that was fast was coming out. And that was like, you can be anything. You can be a fast even if you're a snail. <laughs> Whereas the, yeah. the, the, the actual like I don't moral, even remember that film, so yeah, it couldn't have been that good. The moral of Monsters <laughs> University really is about it's okay to fail and literally sometimes you just have to accept there's things you're not good at and you're not going to yeah, be able to yeah. do. Because it's about Mike essentially realising that he's not really fit for university. Yeah. And yeah. it's actually like a great message. and it, mm-hmm. It's something you don't really see in kids' films. But anyway, The Incredibles two definitely worth a definitely worth a watch, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and even if you haven't seen the original, you'll be fine. But speaking of gratuitous sequels, Ooh. <laughs> I saw Mission Impossible six. Right, yes, okay. tell us about this. Right. I don't think I've seen any of them. None of them. I must have. You must have seen at least one at some point. I probably have. Have I you don't seen Mission really Impossible one? Wait, who is in Mission Impossible? Because I think I'm getting it mixed up with the Born Identity. So, Tom Mission Impossible. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. The, the right. guy. Simon Pegg's yeah, in some of them. Yeah, Thing Rames. I mean, there's lots of famous people. I don't remember, I don't don't remember any plot, yeah. so it's obviously not stuck with me. It's usually I just. It's just action. like a spy it's, film. it's like the classic action. Yeah. I'm not interested really in action. <laughs> well, so it's good. <laughs> okay. Mission Impossible. Maybe I should watch it. Yeah. It's, well, here's. Right, uh, Mission Impossible 6 is. I mean, I think the original came out sometime after the 2000s. I don't know. I couldn't tell you okay. the original year. Maybe not but um, to go into my backstory with the Mission Impossible uh-huh. films, I've only seen one of the Mission Impossible movies before six, and that was Mission Impossible uh, 4. Really? Okay. Um, okay. Which was... fifth. Five was Rogue Nation, and fourth... I can't remember what the subtitle for the fourth yeah. one is. But yeah. I walked into Mission Impossible 4 knowing nothing and I was actually blown away by how much I enjoyed it. Oh, really? Um, And the Mission Impossible films in the last couple of years have kind of built up a reputation for actually being really solidly entertaining and especially having really good action sequences and all of that's down to Tom Cruise who's kind of taken it upon himself to throw himself off a building. Well, he does a lot of it himself, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He does all all his own stunts. Yeah. Um, (laughs) As far as that works. (laughs) So the fourth one, he's like abseiling off the one of the big um, buildings in Saudi Arabia. Wow! Um, one of the tallest buildings, he abseils down that himself. Oh, and then the last one was it? He was in it. He's on the edge of the plane, like holding on to the yeah, outside of the plane. That's Is right. he actually doing that? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, there's no yes. way they'd let him do the whole, that. Pulling no, off a helicopter. Apparently but, they do. That's amazing. Probably because he has enough money. He probably like, signed something care. off. Sign yeah, and he's and got a lot, a lot of money. <laughs> That well, would be so cool. So I was blown away by just how much generally I enjoyed the Mission Impossible 4. It was vaguely compelling, it was kind of funny, the action was good, and mm-hmm. it didn't take itself too seriously. So I just went right into Mission Impossible 6. I was actually excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Did I worry that I'd missed the fifth one? No, <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. I brought my wife, who hadn't seen any of them, uh, <laughs> as a bit of an experiment. Um but basically, yeah, the plot of Mission Impossible 6, you've got um, Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise. He's in the, the Impossible Missions Force, so the IMF. Mm-hmm. His sort of sidekick is Benji, played by Simon Pegg. He's got okay, another right, sidekick, yeah. played by Ving Rhames. Uh, and they pull off Impossible Missions. They are told that the villain from the last movie, who's played by Sean Harris, he's that English beardy guy. He he's mumbles a lot in films. Again, if you saw his face, yeah, you'd maybe yeah, recognise yeah. him. Um, he has escaped. 
he is working with the rogue nation that's almost like the oh, evil no. version of oh, the no. INF, the evil agents. <laughs> Not the rogue and nation. And they... I know. The, What's with films and rogue in the... I know. Rogue rogue plot themes going on in the new, the last the new years. And essentially they plan to detonate uh, nuclear bombs. They've stolen plutonium mm. and they essentially want to bring about a new world order and they seem order really chaos. really pretty mean pretty <laughs> bad i actually agreed with their moral message and it was a great shame they didn't succeed oh really <laughs> um, no um so that's that's the basic premise and with that there's an extra uh, kink in the thing ethan hunt is assigned essentially a, an outside cia agent who's there to provide oversight and really just gets in the way and this is an agent played by henry cavill Oh, uh, yeah. Superman. Right. Now, okay. The infamous mustache of Henry Cavill is, oh, is the highlight of this film. Uh, you guys, you know about this guy. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, basically, Henry Cavill is Superman in the Justice League films. Yes. Yeah. And they had to do loads of reshoots. The film wasn't going quite according to plan, so they wanted to reshoot a lot of it into the next you know, after the film was done. Uh-huh. But by this point, Henry Cavill was all signed up and was in the middle of shooting... Um, Mission Impossible 6 in which his character sports a huge moustache uh, um, so he'd grown his moustache yeah. and they wow. tried to negotiate this with, with production ultimately but in the end his current um, contract with um, Mission Impossible 6 means no that moustache is staying he still needs to film it they have priority yeah. Yeah. so in the end what they do is CGI out his moustache for <laughs> the Justice League <laughs> So he has this really weird top upper lip in some of the scenes. Because it's better to go and spend probably hundreds and thousands of pounds paying someone to sit and digitally remove a moustache than it is to try and get him to figure out to shave it and grow it back. Or wait a bit. So hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on digital moustache removal. Wow. Um, Did they just have to like paint it green? I, d- I don't, I don't know, know what they did. I think it was. I think honestly, that probably was involved. But equally, I think they just airbrushed it out. So there are oh, some okay. film stills you can see of Henry Cavill as Superman, huge, handsome, lovely hair, and then just the weirdest, almost like red tinged, bare, <laughs> awkward, uncanny valley upper lip, and it's so strange. Oh, it's so man. funny. Oh my god. So Henry Cavill is this extra guy added to the mix, and he conflicts a lot with Tom Cruise. So, aside from that, it's basically just an A to B of getting from one action sequence to another, kind of one-upping itself. They jump from planes, they infiltrate secret clubs and organisations, they do a sort of heist in the Parisian streets of uh, an armed transit van trying to rescue someone. Classic, Uh, yeah. There's a huge helicopter chase in the Himalayans with Tom Cruise sort of being pulled to and fro and and climbing up onto the helicopter, which he did a lot of on his own. Um, so the film is essentially not much more than that but equally I don't want to you know I don't want to I want to give it credit where it's due where it has a strong sense of exactly what it's there to do the Mm -hmm. the story makes enough sense that carries us from everything and the action sequences are really well thought out I'm someone that I don't really like action sequences in films when they're you know there is a difference between 
one that's filmed well and one that's oh, yeah. filmed really boring. Especially one where you can see like what, where are other people in relation to oh, your character? Well, that's like, it. Where are they coming from? What's he looking <laughs> at? Like sometimes you've no idea. Mm. It's just shot after shot of random things, and then suddenly someone that, dies. I think you're that's like, where I lose focus in an action film. That's yeah. what I think of. I need an action film to be very story based, or I just don't care. I'm like, why are you fighting? Oh, they're fighting again. Oh, oh, I don't understand, but he's now on the floor. Like, I, I just, it's like I, it's like my eyes are blind to it. Oh, for sure. I just don't see it, and then I see something. And I'm, I don't understand what's going on, and I just lose. Oh, definitely. Well, then, Mission Impossible Six is the film for you, Van. Is it? Uh, <laughs> did really well. Shot action. Everything makes sense. It was directed by Chris McQuarrie, who did the last one name. as well. Um, and again, uh, you know, I, I, I would happily watch another Mission Impossible film with him at the helm They're mm. that's good yeah good wee fight scenes fun action you understand exactly why it's happening they have to go here oh the yeah. person we're looking for isn't here he's over here well we need to go rescue him are they ever funny yeah they're, they're humor in an action film helps yeah they're, does, they're, yeah they're lightly funny there's little asides tom cruise is a weird actor i don't 100% like him and everything but he's kind of turned himself around on an acting level i don't want to say too much about it personally but on an acting level he's kind of brought himself back from you know the last couple of years of just being known for kind of crappy films yeah yeah Yeah. because tom cruise he's kind of single-handedly brought back a bunch of like new independent sci-fi films as well because he kind of Mm -hmm. produces now and he's been in a, he was in the last like five years or six years, he was in like a bunch of independent, like new science fiction movies that weren't yeah. sequels or prequels or remakes. And it was kind of weird, like seeing Tom Cruise's name attached to all these films. Yeah. Um, he is a weird guy, isn't he? he is Someone a weird else dude. is pulling the strings. Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> that is an interesting thing because obviously, um, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know if you'll cut this or not. Uh, I don't know how much we want to anger the famous church well mr cruz is is known yes. for but you know <laughs> they'll kind of get it think about they'll how much film us. Mr. Oh. Cruz, oh. think about they how much mr. This cruz road. has to gain from cementing his reputation as an yeah. a-list actor cementing yeah. his reputation as a name that is bringing quality back to original science fiction yeah. films mm-hmm. and yeah. to quality action movies so you know it's in his best interest to make each of his mission impossible films better and more yeah oh definitely than, yeah than the definitely. rest uh, which for me as the audience score is only good news. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so honestly, I, I have become something of a, a, a of a groupie for the Mission Impossible films. <laughs> okay. Despite have only you still having seen, seen two. two? Yeah. Uh, Abby, my wife, she saw one and she was really into it as well. Okay. The one thing that helps is the Mission Impossible film. It obviously comes from the 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 sort of TV show from the sixties, and that's where that famous theme. Da, 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 yeah. I know yeah. that sounds really stupid to say like oh obviously the Mission Impossible theme is from Mission Impossible but I didn't think of that so the first time I yeah. sat down to watch a Mission Impossible film a little Aquaman sequence at the start and then bang the Mission Impossible yeah. music in yeah. an actual film yeah. it is just the most electrifying and exciting experience like, <laughs> Abby, oh my god Abby turned to me and was like oh my it's Mission Impossible it's yeah. Like, yeah it's Mission Impossible so we should have known that yeah. there's lots of little yeah. jokes about you know they're, they're, they use strange semi-future technology Simon Pegg's in it so he's always mm-hmm. fun and it's fun to see Simon Pegg in a huge tempo I like Simon Pegg sometimes I nice. think he's funny I kind of yeah I mean for basically his reputation as being like a reasonably cool geeky guy it's like come on Simon you're doing it for all of us yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I'm a big, big fan of Mission Impossible 6. More okay. Mission Impossibles directed by Chris McQuarrie, please. Okay. It could easily all drop. All it takes is a director that doesn't care or doesn't know what they're doing or relies too much on like weird, awkward, shaky cam and yeah, yeah, yeah. cheaper mm-hmm. action. But if you really understand what you're trying to do with a scene and, and make you care more than just like we need to get them, like why is it funny, throwing little jokes here and there, mm, then that's yeah. the key to success. Amazing. Um... And then finally, oh, yes. the last of my three films. I saw Black Klansman. Uh-huh. I'm very interested in this. I've not seen it, uh-huh. but it's one that I want to see. So it's directed by Spike Lee, uh, okay. and it's based on a true story, or as the film says, it's based on some for real, for real shit. Oh, really? <laughs> um, and it's essentially, it's a story of uh, Ron Stallworth, who is a black man from 1970 in Colorado, and he joins uh-huh. the Colorado police force, predominantly white, uh, and at first is involved in sort of sting operations and a little bit of wire wearing espionage and essentially ingratiates himself into some of the, the black liberation movements and he's mm-hmm. sort of there on one hand as an active party and he, he's meeting people and he, mm-hmm. he sort of his girlfriend in the movie he meets is, is the leader of one of the student activist groups okay so he's there on that level but he also is an undercover police officer but ultimately he makes a surprise phone call to the offices of the Ku Klux Klan he's responding to mm-hmm. an off uh, to an author uh, oh. he uses his white person voice and uses his own name, Ron Stallworth, and joins the Ku Klux Klan over the phone. Okay. And then is forced to infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan. Because he's already used his own name, he's mm-hmm. kind of stuck and has to commit to the bit. Uh-huh. He uses, um, essentially, the character played by Adam Driver, another policeman, um, uh, the character Flip, who is a, a Jewish cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, he becomes the white Ron Stallworth. Uh, with Ron, okay. the, our main okay. character Ron on the phone uh-huh. contacting various office members even getting so far as to be on the phone with David Duke leader of the, the, the KKK mm-hmm. uh-huh. Ron Stallworth the white one played by uh, Adam Driver goes in mm-hmm. and meets face to face wears a wire as well and collects yeah. information so it's a really compelling film first of all it's mm-hmm. really funny uh-huh. the, the cast are tremendous particularly the two male leads and um, this is me being terrible and not remembering any actors names um, <laughs> and so essentially the three main, main leads the, the two guys and the gal uh-huh. uh, Topher Grace is really minging as uh, uh, David Duke uh-huh. uh, okay. yeah. uh, Grand Wizard yeah. and CEO of the, the KKK they kind of get a pot cr- uh, get the point across of changing attitudes where the organizations like this are sort of leaving behind the you know robes and the fire and trying to ditch that reputation and embracing almost a Mm business-like organizational quality Uh and that's why you know he's calling himself the ceo Uh um it frames the film uh as a true story and it equally at the end tries to or no not tries to is successful in returning us to the present day Thinking about the things that have happened in the last couple of years uh-huh. in regards to the US, uh, like the rallies in Charlottesville last mm-hmm. year, yeah. uh, and, and sort of Donald Trump's relationship to David Duke, who is still around, is still yeah. a political presence, mm-hmm. um, and uh, ultimately tributes to Heather Heyer, who was the young woman that died in the Charlottesville mm-hmm. riots, mm-hmm. Uh, or not riot, you know, rally. Yeah. Uh, she was hit by a car. Um, 
So it's a really just tremendous film. It's it's jam packed. It's just under an hour. The dialogue is so funny. The the jokes are tremendous. The action sparse but mm. really well used is amazing and oh, it sounds perfect. It's yeah. really yeah. a tremendous time. I saw it as a live Q and A. So afterwards, Spike Lee was was on. Uh, he was in some theatre in London. Yeah. Um, oh, so it's like a link to. Yeah, the, uh, it was like a, it was yeah. like, I was a, like a, what you made, Spike Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a live link. Okay, um, that's cool. And that was that was great. It was tremendous having Spike Lee there to talk about it as well. And if I am not mistaken, he was definitely a wee bit drunk. Oh. He was very, very, <laughs> uh, but maybe Spike Lee is always like that. But good old Spike. <laughs> he was having fun. Um, but no, Black Klansman is is a great film and mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely one to watch and um, I think it's it's out going to be I saw it like two a week and a half ago and that was like an early release so it's okay. going to be out in the okay. for like a while longer That's so good. definitely go and let's see go Kim yeah. let's go let's do it um, and Mission Impossible 6 and Mission yeah. Impossible 6 and, and Incredibles 2 although that, is that still in cinemas is that too late it's still in cinemas I think you know with Disney films and Pixar films they tend to get milked oh I'd end. love to see so it so I think there's, I was cinema. looking at the listings the other day and I think there's still I think it's yeah. still out there okay good I find that lately, whenever I go to, well, I say lately, I've been to the cinema only a couple of times in the last, like, I don't know, year know, or something. Um, but every time I go to the cinema, it's, like, empty. Like, it's it's genuinely empty in there. There's only three or four other people watching the film. Yeah. And maybe having some popcorn. And it feels yeah. just kind of odd. What times are you going? Um, are you going at strange times? Usually evening, like, between six and eight o'clock start times which I would think yeah, is like peak time, like a reasonable time. Yeah. yeah I guess it's just because there's so many cinemas there's so many screens yeah, there's I so guess. many times but yeah. you know that is disheartening because I, I love watching movies in a cinema I, no, I think you great. can't really replace that but there's no doubt it's so expensive it's For crazy sure. oh, yeah. I went to I did loads of work in Ireland a few years ago with a theatre company mm-hmm. and we loved it because cinema tickets in Ireland oh. Three euros. Oh, it's what? amazing. And you're in. Oh, it's wild. It's amazing. Oh, like, me and Abby went so to... So good. Uh, well, yeah, we went to Dublin as well. And it yeah. was It was tremendous. And, and it, that's the norm. And then you come here and it's £15. You're like, what? Oh, no, yeah. it's really it's, bad. It is crazy. Uh, and it's, you know, cinemas... You know, let's pick up our independent cinemas as well. In Glasgow, we've got the Grosvenor. Yeah. And yeah. especially the GFT. Let's... Mm-hmm give it up for the GFT which mm. is whoop, whoop. a wee bit more affordable and does still get to be fair yeah the smaller cinemas are, are better priced yeah. Yeah. yeah and they're more comfy the uh, Grosvenor cinema is pretty good as well yeah well, the, no, the Grosvenor is great as well um, but yeah no it's definitely getting on in, in yeah, ticket it's prices crazy. It's, it's even in the last couple of years it's just the price of the Olympic card is even bumped up in the last couple yeah, of Yeah, but well. the unlimited card, you have to go to the cinema like twice in a month yeah, and then to you're make kind it of worth f- it. It's quite good. It is quite worth it. <laughs> yeah. But that's it, only if you're the kind of person who would go to the cinema yeah. twice in a month anyway, which I definitely am. Yeah. Um, so I, I have one of those now, so I will be seeing more films. Mm-hmm. So if you ever do want me to, to tell Come you back more things that yes. I've seen. No, um, that's brilliant. What do you think about the Glasgow film industry, Ross? Um, because it's definitely becoming a thing oh yeah for sure it's, i think it, there's lots of sh- like short films are becoming maybe yeah. more popular mm-hmm. like short film festivals that are being driven yeah based in glasgow and asking you know teams to come forward and, and make stuff for that yeah yeah there's but. lots and lots of uh glasgow based festivals mm-hmm. scotland based festivals stuff in the highlands and islands as well yeah. 
Um, I mean, right off the top of my head, in October, there's the 48-hour mm-hmm. film festival yeah. uh, where, you know, you get the one weekend, you've got the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you group up, you make films. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna is be, that a UK thing? Or um, is it, I think it's a worldwide. I think is there's it? an organisation. Wow. I think they do it in cities across. I, th- I think they're all... I think they are affiliated. I think the 48-hour... Thing, thing yeah, is, yeah. A, is a sort of branded or trademark thing. Yeah, it's run. It's run by one specific like group that yeah. puts it in on different cities. I think, but that's yeah. right. Sort of and thing, yeah, yeah, so I think sort of dues go towards them, and um, then like the money goes towards them. Yeah. The uh, you know, and, and and the films that are submitted, they can use for publicity and yeah. marketing and stuff um, which is yeah. cool but yeah no so the 40 hours is coming up in Glasgow in mm-hmm. October I'll be competing uh, with some of my other friends and my wife Abby in as part of level 5 productions uh, so we're very excited about that in October um, but I mean there, there's certainly so much going on and a good place to find out is on I hate to say it but it's on Facebook Yeah. the Scottish yeah, Filmmakers right. and Actors page Scottish Filmmakers on on just essentially any combination of Scotland, Scottish or film yeah. will bring up a lot of different pages. And yeah. that's where, you know, the real grassroots stuff is. Yeah, uh, like and the early... Like, yeah, yeah, early stages stuff. Yeah. But you, even anyone, people... Scotland, the Scotland, Scottish film industry is so, like, all over the place that in these groups you've got kids that are just starting out mm-hmm. to the sort of freelance guys to, like, actually the heads of BBC Scotland, etc. Mm. Et all in that Facebook group, just all yeah. contributing yeah, and, and chatting yeah, away. Great. It's a interesting mix so if you want to get in the wild doldrums of facebook groups that's a good <laughs> that's a good place to go yeah, yeah. um but i mean there's a bunch of really great filmmakers actors film production people out there mm. uh, off the top of my head I'll, I'll big up some of the film groups that are being made in glasgow uh the old alliance which are my two friends malcolm and morgan okay. they've been making a few short films and music videos in glasgow one more stone. We're a, a big group of people that I know that are really grand, and their output's tremendous. And mm-hmm. they actually had their own sort of filmmaking show. Mm-hmm. That they'd made enough output that they could show a bunch of their own short films, okay. their oh, music videos, wow. and all the stuff of, of their sort of friends and affiliates. So that's mm-hmm. been really fun. So those two groups are ones to watch out for. Uh-huh. Um, Ourself, you, Barry, and uh-huh. me, we are we're also the best film and TV stars. We're the best. <laughs> um, we are both going to be appearing in the new series of Outlander. Oh aren't, yeah, we are. Aren't we, Barry? Aren't we, Barry? <laughs> yeah, so uh, exciting. I walk past the camera several times. Ooh. Yes, it's one to watch. No, there's a part where Ross, it's, it's, the camera went right past his face. Like he's what is it? You're in the front row. I'm in the front row of a pub. That's all I can say. But the like, camera, we're cheering or, cheering. or yelling, yeah. uh, sort of in loud approval, and the camera goes right past my face. Right past. So I and think that's a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although you've got long hair in it, so we might not recognise. Yeah, it. that is true. That and is no true. glasses. No glasses and yeah, long hair yeah. and no beard. Oh, were you clean shaven yeah, for that? I was oh. clean shaven, so it might be hard. I might not even recognise. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised. Uh, we have I have a friend in London who was in. He's an extra. I genuinely like everything that's British. Like he's probably been in it. He's in an extra in everything. And <laughs> so once you notice him once, right, you'll just be like watching a film, and then you'll notice like some guy's face like way in the background walking yeah. past. You're like, oh, that's Charlie. Totally. And it happened. That's it happened again. to one at one point. I think in a week, I noticed him like three times in different Seriously? shows that we were watching. I was like, it was wow. like in the Queen. Like, oh, there's Charlie. That's <laughs> watching like the IT yeah. crowd. Oh, there's Charlie. It's like, what's going on? Well, in Scotland, 
it's not the same. Like you literally have Outlander. There was that. Oh, what the new one that's coming out about Robert the Bruce? What's uh, Outlander out, King? Outlocking. Outlocking. Outlander is the other one. <laughs> Outlocking. Oh, those are gonna get confused. <laughs> I know. <laughs> People are gonna be mixing the. Um, I'm excited up. about Outlocking. It looks quite good. It does look good. I gotta say, Chris yeah. Pine's accent is all right. Yeah, all right. Or American, or yeah. is he Canadian? Doing a, doing a Scottish accent. Yeah. And there was something else that was out kind of at the same time that I was doing the Outlander stuff. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, this is amazing because everyone you're chatting to, there's, like, there's so much going on, there's so much going on. But see, when you compare it to London, there's nothing going on. Oh, yeah. But for <laughs> us, it was like, wow, yeah, all for the us stuff it's so that's exciting. happening. It's all about perspective. <laughs> We've got a studio now, yeah. Ward Park Studios, well, that's which is right. like halfway between Glasgow and Stirling. So that's, okay. that's a decent studio. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really really good because a lot of the a lot I mean obviously there have been many productions in Scotland before but it all kind of kicked back off with World War Z I think yeah yeah that was was the first of the big high profile Mm -hmm. I've still not seen that it's not a good movie I think it's a truly truly (laughs) terrible film no doubt about it it's actually Uh awful but hey you see Glasgow in it (laughs) you know what's funny is some of the DVD covers and the picture they used for, or they did use for it when it was on Netflix or one of those, uh. one of them. I don't know what one it was on. But in the corner, there's just a tiny little hint of an afro. Yeah. And it's my friend's afro. That's amazing. Because <laughs> he was one of the extras and he's got this big huge afro and he's running around and he's like, oh my God, my afro's on the DVD cover. That is It's really, really so funny. <laughs> But I, I was gutted because I wasn't here at the time that was all happening. I was touring mm. with stuff and I missed out on it. Like I came back during the summer and saw the set and things and thought, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just wish, wish I could have been a real part of it. Yeah. Like just an extra. It would have been so much fun. But lots of people I know were in that. And yeah, stuff, a few so. people I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I applied, but I never went through. Oh. Never mind, you're an outlander. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think lots of, um, lots of films film in scotland but scotland pretending to be somewhere else yeah which i think strange i think it's a sting it hurts but it is <laughs> but apparently it's cheaper yeah like, what? i don't understand how it's cheaper to bring all stuff. the cameras all the stuff hire the tents because it's freezing and the heaters and what well, depends and what you're comparing it to george square into philadelphia when you could have just filmed in philadelphia i mean it's well, good but if you're based we're... if you're based in the uk well, that's true, yeah. But there's some American <laughs> films that are coming over. Yeah. yeah, okay. And you're like, that seems a yeah, bit... Yeah, that seems odd. But I, I guess they have maybe weird like, tax systems. And, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's like, how it comes down to... Like, down. Yeah, they must yeah. have reasons. It's just like, probably yeah. down like a line-by-line line basis. Like, oh, it's such and such cheaper if we yeah. do this, 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 and this in Scotland than yeah. it is yeah. like, doing this in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. But it's great because we've got loads of stuff coming. And we always have... Uh, like stars in the city we yeah. do have like quite a lot of famous for folk sure. passing through like yeah. the time Scarlett Johansson fell over yeah. which I think she was actually filming for something it was because yeah. she does fall over in the film under the skin mm-hmm. she plays like an alien uh, walking around abducting people but it's in Glasgow and it just gives it this weird extra is it actually based in Glasgow yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's set, the movie is set in Glasgow it's not about Glasgow in any sense it really could be set anywhere uh-huh. but that kind of works because it just you know, it's, it's Scarlett Johansson plays an alien. You don't really find out who she is, why she's there, or what she's doing. She just drives okay. around, walks around, and talks to people mm-hmm. uh, and abducts sort of single men. Um, but it's in Glasgow, it's in the Highlands, it in the countryside. Yeah. Just, you know, seeing it through the eyes of this film, you're just like, oh, we live in a grim place. 
days. Right. <laughs> I heard a story though about that where a few of, I don't know how many, but a few of the, I think it must have been like quick shots they did of her like approaching vehicles and stuff, mm-hmm. was kind of improvised. Like improvised in the sense that the people in the vehicle were real people driving and didn't realise she was going to do it. Uh, okay. And they'd come up to them afterwards and like, can you sign this disclaimer? And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like really thinking, like, what is going on here? Yeah. When so there's like beautiful, well, they know her. Uh, Come, well, no, because does she have makeup on? I don't know. She does have a lot of makeup does on, she but she's, like Scarlet, she's huh? got like a weird haircut and she's wearing like a big fur coat, so. Probably not, yeah. But they, there, when, before the movie was out that she was filming, mm-hmm. there was a like big scoop from the tab. I was like, oh, Scarlett Johansson, she fell over in the street in Glasgow <laughs> and everyone came to her aid. Like, she tumbled over. <laughs> And then it was the same deal. Like they were actually filming her from really far away, and it was part of the and movie. Yeah. She does fall over, and then and everyone, everyone helps her and ruins the shot. Comes help, like get out the way. No, I think that's <laughs> you ruined it. We're not fall over again. We're going back to New York. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 really exhilarating when you actually see like Glasgow and Scotland yeah. used in other films. I was watching a film last night. Right, it's on Netflix. It wasn't a bit. It was just one of these funny films. Uh-huh. It was that guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine that was in it. Like. I don't know his name. Andy Samberg? Yeah. The main guy? The main yeah, guy. the main guy. Yeah. yeah. And it was a uh, about a pop. He was like a famous pop star. Oh, the, that film from ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it's stopped. called. Yeah, 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 that's it. Love it. And there's, a, so there's a bit where they're doing one of their best songs and it just mentions loads of random stuff like banana skins. And yeah. then it'll be like, close the door. And like random stuff. Uh-huh. And then at one point it goes, uh, what is it? A wave breaking on a cliff in Scotland, and then it goes. And I'm like, they mentioned Scotland. Ah! <laughs> no, it's really. Like, it really it's, like, it's like such a small thing. Yeah. It's like well, it's like Mamma Mia too. Loved Mamma Mia too. Oh, we, we went can, together. We can talk about Mamma Mia too. We can talk about it. Have you seen it, Kim? No, it's amazing. No, I haven't. Get out. I don't. I don't want to. Well, Nothing the thing like. with Mamma Mia, right? <laughs> is it so cheesy? Oh yeah. Like, so cheesy. Like, you just have to accept it's going to be really cheesy and you're just going to embrace it. That's Once it. you embrace Otherwise it, you're Otherwise, you're going to hate it. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you're going to perish. If you fight it, you're just going to have a horrible <laughs> hour and a half. Yeah, you're just going to hate it. Embrace it. Yeah. Let it wash over you. But exactly. I can I can embrace cheesiness if I think it's, like, going to be worth it or for a particular reason, you know, in yeah. context. But I feel like I don't have a good enough reason to embrace the cheesiness. Of that's Mia. fair. I think you do. I mean, Mamma Mia I've seen the first one. That's enough for my life. But <laughs> I think the second one's cheesier than the first oh, one. Oh, for sure. Like I mean, it's, it's so it's che- so, so bad. And that it's just like they didn't need to make a second Mamma Mia. There's no, only no, one of course not. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. But equally, I I like appreciate the like. Well, you guys went for it. Yeah. They yeah exactly. Also, weirdly made a, they made the most out of Meryl Streep not being in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. For a large part of it, she has cat. You know, she has credit yeah, you just see in the movie. She does appear. She has. She did shoot new new footage for the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do make a lot, get a lot of mileage out of the movie being about the absence of Meryl Streep's yeah. character, mm-hmm. and then they have her played by yeah, Lily James. Yeah, because I heard she flashback. wasn't in it, and I was like, how how are they going to do this? It was all about it's all about Meryl Streep. That's yeah. why the first one was so good. Why was she, she not did. in it though? Did she oh, just not want to do it? Um, well, she did. She is in it, but she's not in it a lot, which yeah. leads me to think she was just like, well, I don't. She doesn't. I don't really think Meryl Streep does a lot of sequels and stuff, so I think no, she's like, so maybe as an actor, choice. I don't yeah. really want to do it. Fair but enough. equally, I don't want to like. I'm not like tossing off to yeah. the people <laughs> that made this film that was really good for me. Yeah, I'll be in it 
if the for story, a certain amount of time, know, for a certain like, amount of time, yeah. and for a certain yeah. amount of money, yeah, for exactly. The story. <laughs> um, yeah. But they got uh, Pierce Brosnan, he's not up to much, so they got him on. But no, Mamma Mia 2 is it's truly gratuitous. The selection of ABBA songs aren't quite as good, nor are they performed as well by the young guys playing the younger versions mm, of the yeah. guys in the original movie Pierce Brosnan still can't sing got no <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, but Lily James the young actress who plays Meryl Streep in the sort of flashbacks she's great very Loved good her. yeah very very good I Lily James she was in from Downton Abbey I think yeah that's where I know her from Downton Abbey she, I feel like she's sung in another movie probably she's got a really good voice it's well, so, that that so familiar so yeah Anyway, uh, I want her to play young Meryl Streep in other Meryl Streep films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really good. When we do a Meryl Streep biography eventually. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Meryl Streep show. Yeah, the Meryl Streep show. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mamma Mia 2, great time. Honestly, I can't fault it because it was just such a gratuitous But it was exactly what you wanted. Yeah, That's what I, liked I was happy. It. You yeah. just wanted to go see some Abbott in front of your eyes and enjoy life. And that's what it was. And Cher, of oh, all Cher. gets to sing the famous... <laughs> I was sick and tired of everything yeah. when I called you last night from Glasgow. That's another Glasgow that I get very excited about. <laughs> Glasgow! And when I'm singing with the ABBA band, I have to stop myself from screaming that line. Glasgow! <laughs> Might do it though in the concert. Oh yeah, when Glasgow. you play in Glasgow, it does yeah. go a bit crazy. Yeah, we it? all yeah. have to. It's you have to, it's compulsory. <laughs> we're in Glasgow and we're singing about Glasgow. You should change it to whichever city you're in. Yeah. When oh. I called you last night from Scarborough. <laughs> Pause for everyone to laugh. <laughs> right, we need to be finishing up. We do. We need to wrap it up. We're just getting so carried away. The time has flown. As we said, time has it's happened flown. again. It's happened again. Um, but, but we're gonna end on a song. Okay. Um, I'm gonna play a song. I have not heard the song, so we're oh. gonna experience it together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it's from a guy called Dope Sick Fly. Right. Mm. That rings uh, a bell. He was on supporting Ozzy Motley uh, about a week ago That's when they played in Glasgow. You talked about it, yeah. And um, I was gonna. He's based in Glasgow, uh-huh. making music, relatively new. Was gonna play a song. Brilliant. We can all hear it. Sounds <laughs> amazing. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, Ross, for coming. No problem. Thanks, thanks Kevin. Thanks, Barry. You. I've enjoyed the chat. Yeah. I've enjoyed the chat as well. I feel like we might need to do more s- number two. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe you could be our like regular film guy that comes on. Yeah, so yeah, I'm doing like a movie catch up. Yeah, I want to be your Mark Capone. Every month, I can do yeah. it. I can do it quicker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. That was just great. a small criticism. We need to cut it down by half an hour. Can we <laughs> 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 no, like, every month yep. we could come on. Yeah. Yeah. Do a film or two. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. That'd be good. Right. Right. Let's sign the contract. All right. When the song's playing, we'll be signing. Um, I'm gonna play this song called "Can You Feel It." So let's all hear it together and enjoy. The mellow sound. Oh, can you feel it—the rhythm of the land? Freedom is in the mountains. The world is dancing now. Say we thought too much, but I love it about you, babe. I never knew the future why. See, the moments are amazing. They love to hear that sad story, but we never gave them praises. Fame came in the money.
Dancing in our 